This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. All right. Welcome back to this episode of Bucket Talk. We have a, our guest who uh, you may know where he comes from, but it's Adam Anderson. Adam Anderson uh, comes from the Grave Digger Monster Truck Legacy. His Instagram handle is Adam Anderson underscore GD for Grave Digger. Adam, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Uh, excited to be on here and working with you guys. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, obviously, you know, I am... Uh, what 37 now i think i'd have to ask my wife but um in and around <laughs> yeah. 37 and uh i grew up watching your father um i guess race monster trucks I, what, what's what's yeah the yeah is there you know what I, I really don't know because it all there is a competition within but it's <laughs> man it's just like uh my dad's always considered himself a motorsport entertainer you yeah, know okay. there's competition side of it and the competition side is legit, but at the same time, sometimes you forget about the competition side because you're being entertained so well. So, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of my dad's gig. He didn't know what he was doing, and if he was wrecking and crashing, he was entertaining people, though. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So uh, where are you guys based out of? How'd you get your start? Well, I obviously know how you got your start, but I'd love to hear more about your start. And um, yeah, just a little bit of background on what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, man. So uh, actually, uh, I, I, we're based out of uh, just uh, we're right in the Outer Banks, North Carolina, around the Kitty Hawk, Kittleville Hills area, not far off from there. And uh, it's kind of where Gravedigger's uh, home base always was, where dad uh, grew up out in the sticks out here and uh, building, you know, building big trucks out of junk. But yeah. uh, anyways, uh, you know, so myself getting started in, I'm the oldest sibling of the four of us that are actually competing within the Monster Jam series. But um, I am the eldest son of Dennis Anderson, the creator and driver of Gravedigger for many years. And, uh, man, this has been actually my career now for, for 18 years of my life, uh, which is, it sounds crazy to say that because I don't feel that old, but I, I am. I'm the same age as you. I do know how old I am, though. I am 37, <laughs> I think. You're making me second-guess myself now. but uh, 85, 85. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it feels like, the, the, the dog years in a monster truck, for sure. Yeah. But, uh but it's uh it's been my my life man but um prior to that I actually wasn't my full-time gig i did uh i ran a service truck and run uh and, and i was the i was an operator i was hired operator but i was the guy that had to be there before everybody service all the equipment all that stuff and i did yeah. that uh at a pretty young age for a couple of years because monster jam monster trucks was all still kind of growing and it was a seasonal thing there wasn't enough space for for all of us yet so that was I, that was kind of my uh and my stepping stone was out there. Uh, I was working on equipment in the field, and then uh, and then finally got the call one day from Monster Jam, asking if I wanted to to give it a try. And and they had me a seat, and I'm like absolutely. And then it was decided there. Um, I went out and did a little test for them, 
Uh, they saw what I did. My dad was standing in the background between himself and the officials. They then decided that, uh, yes, I needed to go on the road. No, I wasn't going to be driving the truck. I was just going to be working my ass off. So um, I did that for quite some time. It was just crew running up and down the road and would fill in for some guys here and there when they couldn't drive yep. uh, until a spot came open for me, man. And um, like I said, it's been 18 years, 28 different countries, and I've been to every state but Alaska, man. And it's uh, it's been a wild ride, that's for sure. That's crazy. So um, I just took my son up. I haven't been able to take him to an actual Monster Jam um, event, but they had a, I don't know, was it the BC? I mean, how, how are they ranked? But there was a couple of, couple of it was a lobster and then a couple of main monster <laughs> trucks up, up near me. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's Greg Wichenbach and those guys. They're actually they're good dudes, man. And yeah, yeah. And, it, and it is there's different. I could say there's different levels. Honestly, a lot of those guys now, um, some most of their equipment is becoming to the level of what we run at. Yeah. Because they do come, they do come and do some of the shows we do, and not every one of them, but it's everybody's everybody's passion. Who doesn't want a monster trucker to drive one? Right. So you know, there's different levels of it out there for sure. Um, the competition level where we're at, it's uh. It's it's not a, I can't say it's a it's a hobby because you there's people out there that can afford this kind of hobby but at the same time yeah. man it's a it's a lot of blood sweat and tears that go into it and then uh, and a lot of a lot of money behind it too so it's a lot of work though. Now how many trucks how many trucks are within the Grave Digger uh, outfit there? So uh, over the years uh, this year uh, we should have built 42 of them from the beginning, but we have built, uh, like my sister, I think has the newest one, which is 41. Um, I drive Gravedigger 35 and, uh, we're always just continuously building, uh, new trucks throughout Mine's supposed to be retired. I don't want to, but I guess I'm going to have to do it. So you guys got a whole crew to maintain all the vehicles and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and basically it's honestly, when you're out on the road, man, it's, uh, we have one head crew guy, the crew chief, that really kind of does almost everything for the most part. You do it. There is two guys, um, but there is at any given moment. Like uh, we know we're going to go to a, an event, to one of the big stadium events, and we have a Saturday and a Sunday event. Then we fly in two extra guys because we know that they're they're not going to survive it. We need uh, we need all the help we can get. Um, so it's kind of it's mixed depending on the event where you're at and what's going on. Um, and uh, so it's but there's guys behind the scenes, man, like this week, my main man is he's out there uh, in Houston right now. He should be in the parking lot with everything. The truck tore in a million pieces going through it all and they'll put it back together and they'll wait for me to come in and just tear the thing apart for him. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So uh, you still wrench on everything, right? You're still out there putting pieces together or are you kind of site supervisor now? I, I can go either way. I've been doing it long enough. I can be the site supervisor and or uh, – but in the midst of the show, man, it's it's no holds barred. It doesn't matter what it takes, and I've been there in, the, in my fire suit. And I'll stand back. If we got the guys there because, dude, the, the crew is on it, and they do it so often that I get in their way sometimes. Uh, you know, I've gotten out of the groove of it. There's so many new parts and pieces. I know what all of them are, but – They've got a rhythm to them, and if I go out there and I get them out of rhythm, I mess them up. But at the same time, sometimes we got to throw it down old school, and I don't care. I'm just getting right <laughs> in the midst of it because we got to make it to the next round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, getting into getting into the whole the monster truck scene, like obviously there's a progression. It sounds like you 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 had a little bit of a leg up, but like where where do you go from here? I mean, are you at the top of the game, or are is there another level team ownership? What what do you think? Your own your own car your sorry your own truck itself? 
um, what's yeah, the next level no, for you? I, man, I, you know, that's a, that's a great question. I think after 18 years, it's to hope to be able to walk properly across my yard, but, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, nah, it's, it, there is, there's other places to go within the sport and, uh, do I want to? Probably not because it involves me being behind the scenes. I like, don't get me wrong. I'll do all the work. I'd rather do the hands-on work than I, than to be the guy back there punching the keyboard to, to make the next move. That's just not my style. I can't do it. Um, at one time, you know, we had 41 employees at the shop and I ran all those guys yeah. and you know, I had a, a company computer, all this, I didn't even turn it on. There was dust on it. I couldn't even barely get the thing to print because I never sat in my office. I never went up there. I made another guy that I knew he wasn't worth a dang out on the floor. So I said, Hey, you go up here, you're going to type in all these reports and send all this stuff in to everybody. I'm not doing it. That's going to be your job. You don't have to work. I'd rather walk through the shop, watch a guy struggle for him and then get in there and give him a hand. That was just kind of my way, man. With 41 people around, it was a nonstop uh, thing going on. That's crazy. So that's that's amazing. And not all of them are mechanics, not all the fabricators, whatever. It's all different crafts. Yeah, yeah. So and it was it was uh, that's between you know the engine room shocks and differentials, um, and, and the fabrication department. And I and we let the guys be in their own realm. I, I was more responsible for uh, all the guys that were on the wrenches. Um, you know, whether it was the, the crew chiefs or the guys below them, uh, it, you know, it was, it was everywhere in between and then training new people when they came in too, making sure you put them with the right people that are actually going to teach them and use them as a tool and not let them just sit there, you know? Yeah. That was actually gonna be my next question. Where do you pull, where do you pull people from? I mean, it, it seems kind of specialized. I don't How do you get a start if you want to be in the monster truck circuit, uh, wrenching on these things? You know, it's, uh, I want to say it's difficult, but it's uh, the hardest part for me is maybe crushing somebody's dream after that. This is all they thought they ever wanted to do. And they come to see this and be a part of it behind the scenes and see how hard it is. And they just, they're not ready for it. They yeah. don't see that side of them. So it's, it is a lot of hours, a lot of hard work. Um, and the guys have it way better now than in the beginning. I used to work on the truck. I would fix the truck. I would jump out, put a battery charger on it during the show, then get back out, unhook it, and get back in the truck and do my race pass or my freestyle. Then yeah. after the show was over, I was the guy taking the tires off, loading it up in the trailer. Then I was jumping in the Freightliner and driving the Freightliner. You know, right when, as soon as I get my CDL, I was illegally then driving this Freightliner across the nation. And I did that for quite some time and until uh, I guess everybody realized we were working too many hours and it wasn't safe. And so then they made us start flying from event to event, which we all hated yeah. in the beginning. But uh, now, you know, you know, the, all the crews get flown from one event to the next, stay in nice hotels. And uh, but it's not it's not easy. They still work some long, hard hours, man. There's a lot of people behind the scenes. I'm just one of the faces that's out in the front just tearing crap up. And yeah. uh, those guys and girls are the ones that make it happen, though. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty it's pretty cool. We got we got some insight into a couple of our sponsorships that we have done uh, with NASCAR and uh, the truck series that that we're going to be sponsoring this year. And then same with uh, our snowcross team um, on the snowmobile side of things. And you're right. I mean, the snowcross team definitely um, it, from from team owner to to coaches to everything. I mean, they're grilling, they're driving, they're they're packing everything away, they're fixing it, they're wiping down machines. So. It's it's definitely a family affair and it's all hands on deck um, on the NASCAR side of things. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, there's so much prep into just loading the cars up, getting it it's packed crazy. up and getting it to the next venue. Seven days, you know, most most uh, you, you got to get across country. Sometimes it's a different truck or different car or truck, depending on what what track you're running. 
and then you got to get it up. You got to get it running. You got to get it qualified. You got to do all that stuff. So I assume it's the same, same with you guys. I mean, packing a monster truck across the United States probably isn't pretty easy. No, no, it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. I mean, they, we got it down to a science though, because I can tell you this, when we go to that venue, you first get there, you're excited, you're pumped, the whole team's ready for battle. Then yeah. you've just drained, you've drained yourself with all the prep work leading up to the event. Then the event happens. Everybody's running on adrenaline. And then whether, you know, you're in the back and you're thrashing to get the truck back out on the track. So you wrecked in the first couple rounds of racing, but you want to come back for freestyle. And it's just like you're using everything you got. And then at the end of the night, it's time to load up. You don't want to be in the way. That's all I'm going to say. You don't want to be in the way because when you got a 750-pound tire that is just flying by going in the trailer and there's eight of them, two trucks, all the spare motors, all the stuff, don't get in the way, man. They're going to be loaded up and gone in less than an hour. And uh, but, but they got a mess on their hands. When they get to the next venue, they get to the next venue, that truck driver takes off that truck. When you see it there, man, you open the doors up. You got to be easy. You got to watch yourself. Make sure nothing's coming out on you. So that brings me, that's another point I, I was just trying to figure out is, is um, when you're, when you're inside. So I've heard, I think Sports Illustrated did this a while back on a NASCAR driver being one of the most athletic and, and most fit of athletes out there. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, football track, all this stuff. But you guys are in a fire suit. You guys are hot, very little ventilation. Right. And then the stuff that you're doing within the vehicle is unreal. You're fighting the thing the whole time. Uh, when you get out of that, like, are you exhausted or is it just like you're ready to go on to the next thing? Your adrenaline, you're driving your body off pure adrenaline. It really is. I can't say, I know I'm not the most fit person. I, I can take a, a beating. I know that, but, uh, <laughs> I, but I am, uh, I'm the, I'm the dad bod special man. And I think I'm just like homegrown corn fed, ready to take a butt whooping power. And that's all I got going for me, you know? And, but it's the adrenaline rush. But once that crash comes down, dude, when you come off of that adrenaline rush, and it takes a couple hours for you to finally come off of it. You get yeah. back to the hotel, you're finally just chilling out. And then, you know, it's next thing you know, it's two in the morning because you can't go to sleep after you've been up since, you know, five in the morning. But then you crash after that. And then Mondays, dude, you are dragging your yeah. whole body. You feel like you feel like everyone, like your shoulders have been pulled out of socket put back in, you, you know, your legs, you don't know what your legs and feet have hit in the truck. Um, and so you get like two days to kind of ease back into it if you're lucky. And then uh, it's right back to it again. Let's do it all over again. So the beginning so, of the season, I'm not too tough. Midway, you better not mess with me. At the end of it, I'm Iron Man. So so how do you prep for that? I mean, obviously, there's there's a lot more safety features now than, than your father had. I don't know how far they've come. Um, if you're still getting your ass kicked in the in the cab of the truck uh, versus, I mean, freaking Dale Earnhardt and the whole halo system to now. Yeah. Uh, the stuff. I mean, I've seen the impacts uh, of of uh, NASCAR drivers now, and they're walking away from shit they never should have walked away from. And yeah. Yeah. So walk me through some of that stuff. Is uh, you know, are you how how do you how do you prep your body? Um, you know, how do you recover? Um, and maybe even some of the new safety features that you guys use. I'd say like so so they they have definitely upgraded. I think my dad had bucket seats out of a T-bird, indoor outdoor <laughs> indoor outdoor carpet and an A-track player and he might have had a lap belt, I think. And there are a lot of yep. the old pictures, a lot of the old pictures from back in the day and this was like old leaf spring truck. You could see you would look in the truck and you couldn't see him. It's because he was all the way in the roof of the truck and all you could see was like his hip bone in the door and the window or whatever. But um, but he actually said, you know, in these later years that it definitely hurt worse because of what 
the different things that we're doing now and how big we're going with the trucks. And um, even though the safety equipment has surpassed back then by so much, um, all it does is push us harder. If yeah. I drove like I did 10 years ago with the safety equipment I have now, I wouldn't feel anything. I would be okay. But yeah. all that, all the extra safety equipment is doing is giving us that much more, I guess, I uh, you know, we, we, it's given us power, superpowers, yeah. uh, until, I, like I said, the next day, man. And it's just <laughs> – you, you just feel I, – I consider myself a banana. Like I'm just starting to like – just starting to turn, you know, and it's – uh, the next day you're kind of sore. Then the next it's a little bit worse. And then, but then after that, it's time to make a sandwich out of it. And you're going to make a comeback. <laughs> so that's crazy. That's crazy. So, um, you know, what, what, what kind of values you need to get into, uh, at, at least on the technician side in the shop, um, you know, what are you looking for, for, for somebody that really wants to be in the sport and, and maybe they have what it takes, but like, um, what what would what values would you look for in that, in in that kind of new and upcoming person? You know, for myself personally, is just the the guy that that, that has common sense because the trucks are so big, the the simplicity of them is there for a reason. There's some stuff yep. that is now complicated, you know, and we have a lot of new guys coming in while you know running the EFIs and all that stuff, tuning yeah. all that stuff. All I got to do is tell them, hey man, this thing is is losing losing it on top end, and then. He just hooks a computer up to it, fixes. That's him. But the good old boys that worked on the farm, and um, they they always strive to be any kind of any kind of mechanics at all. You can work on these things. The simplicity yeah. of it, it's very uh, I can say it's very intimidating when you first come into it. But there's nothing to be intimidated about besides uh, you know besides failing. That's the biggest intimidation that we have is failing the truck not being able to compete to move on to the next competition. So yeah. uh, we can go out there and perform for everybody, man. And um, a lot of the younger people now, and, and it makes it so much easier having technical schools behind us because we can send them down the right path. Um, and before you know, where do you go? They like, hey, how do we get a job? I'm like, fill out an application, I, you know, and that's it. But what? Not that's the, that's a kid coming fresh out of high school that has no life experiences, no training, no nothing. Um, so guys going to some of those technical schools, we do look for those now, and um, yeah. because they have a little bit of that stuff behind them, um, and it, and it helps big time. But just the yeah. common knowledge, man, being involved in motorsports in any way, bring it on. You can do it. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Um, you know, I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I went to Universal Technical Institute, and then they had the whole um nascar thing and that's right yeah it, it really wasn't for me because i was actually having a family at the time so i was like i'm not <laughs> yeah. i'm I, the 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 circus is over <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm not yeah. i'm not traveling but yeah it was just kind of like are those things for real that that was kind of one of the one of the things that i never i guess if i was younger i would have gone down that route to see if it was actually what it said it was but i was wondering if you know those things really actually pan out when they when they advertise. As far as the technical, oh, the technical, technical yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah, it actually has more. So I have act. It's always been a pawn. I can't say it's a pawn for me. It's it, but it is. It's like I get the question all the time. I want to I want to work for the crew, and it's like I, you know I hear it every other person maybe. You know when the yeah. middle aged guys coming through, and it's just like I know, man. I wish I could take everybody. Yeah. I do, but I can't. You know I. And they ask how to be a part of it. They want to drive the trucks. They want to do everybody in the world wants to drive it. So it's like the hardest. I 
it's not the hardest thing to find somebody. It's the hardest thing is to find the right person. So that's what <laughs> I tell people. If you go build a name for yourself in any other sport or motorsport, you can yeah. bring it over. Then that's honestly what like Monster Jam, uh, the series is looking for. Um, but that's also for the technicians too. If you build a name for yourself within one of these technical schools, there's yeah. multiple people that have been on our teams. Are, are they all the greatest? No, because maybe they got all the book smarts and they're really intelligent, but they didn't have the common sense or the actual knowledge behind them. Um, yeah. And when you get that combination, man, you got somebody. Some of our best technicians actually did go uh, to the UNH school that actually sponsors the series now, and it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty good. There's some crazy ones that we've got out of it, but man, there's crazy people everywhere. <laughs> there's crazy people everywhere. Um, so that that pretty much wraps up Monster Trucks. That pretty much wraps up um, everything that you've done up to this point. But outside of all this craziness, how, how do you unwind? What, what do you go do? Man, I have an addiction to anything with tires, basically. Um, I'm sitting in my, my somewhere in my man cave at my house. It's a disaster right now because I haven't been home. Yeah. Uh, we I only get two days a week home from now until July. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's tough. My addiction, addiction is trucks, man. I come home. Um, my wife is a flight medic, so she goes on 24-hour shifts and all that stuff, so it's great. I don't have to deal with her. She's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I do have to deal with my kids, and I'm bummed. <laughs> So I come out to my shop, I work on my trucks for no reason, like it's my second job. Um, and then I also am addicted to Facebook Marketplace, horribly bad. So just random trucks. I have uh, actually right now, like out in front of my shop that I've been working on, is like I picked up an 86 short bed, didn't need it at all. Just sat it up here, was seeing if my wife would not recognize it. She figured it out. But then I also got a 1980, uh, I think it's an 83 male Jeep out there that I'm working on okay. at the same time. So I, that's all I'm doing, man, is just piddling with that. And those got the, if I can, those got the Iron Duke motors in it, right? Yes, or, it does. Jeep? Yes, it does. And right now, I'll, I had it running. Me and the kids were driving it around and stuff. I put bass boat seats all in the back of it and took the tray for the mail out and. We're riding all around, and I, I don't know. I think I, we jumped it over this hill, and I think I messed something up in the fuel tank. I broke the pickup off or something, so I got to drop the tank. It's, but I'm creating work for myself, and then also my kids tearing crap up, so I have to work on their stuff. I get yeah. phone calls. I'll get phone calls in the middle of the show. My kids stay out the side by side. They're young, man. They're great. Their grandmother thinks it's okay for them to ride all this stuff because I let them while I'm here. But the tires are blown off of them. Golf cart stuck in the woods, and I'm like, the golf cart does not leave the garage. That's not even why is it out there. And my mom thinks it's okay. I'm like, no, mom, it's not. <laughs> well, it's kind of the shit we used to do when we were. That's 100. percent It's 100. percent It is, and I'm just letting them figure out. They did pump tires up and stuff, but it's just a real pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I got shit all over the house and yeah, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I get the four wheeler going. I mean, oh at yeah. One point, at one point in time, my my son ran my daughter over with the four wheel. Like, my kid did it too. My my <laughs> oldest, well, my oldest jumped the, the little ramp and and landed right into my other son, and it broke his leg because my other son was running across the track to catch a toad. And I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. Yep. So there it is, and he's got a broken leg. Perfect, man. <laughs> so it sounds like unwinding isn't really unwinding when you got a house it's not kids. dude i come out to my shop and i hide i do have a recliner that i just will close the doors and turn the lights off and cry myself to sleep man just i just kidding. i just tell my family i got a podcast i gotta go to so. <laughs> yeah awesome awesome so if anybody wants to learn uh more about the monster truck um world or even potentially how to get into it which sounds like uh, it's definitely tough to do, but still doable. 
Um, if anybody wanted to find any more information out on you, the family, the team, um, where could they reach out to you? What platforms? Um, yeah, definitely going, you know, through monsterjam.com is across the board. We'll have all the info for uh, finding your routes to any of the technical technical school stuff or being a part of it, even applying for jobs within Monster Jam, whether it's in production side uh, down and even to the crew. Um, but then also just following us on all the different social platforms. Almost all of mine are Adam Anderson underscore GD. Um, hit me up on Instagram and stuff with any questions and stuff too. Um, I answer as many as I can. And um, but uh, all all across the board and the rest of the family's on there too. We're all attached somehow, some way. So you can't miss us. And uh, so we'll uh, you know we're just regular people, man. Just uh, still playing with trucks though. <laughs> Hell yeah, Adam. Thanks for being on. Uh, this was this was a pleasure to get get down and dirty with a, a, a led, legendary and legacy uh, monster truck driver. No, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. And as a special thanks to our loyal listeners, we're giving $10 off your next purchase of $60 or more at BruntWorkWear.com. Use discount code BUCKETTALK10. That's BUCKETTALK10. 